before I get started, I just want to, if you're visiting with us, uh, this is just a little bit, like Jeremy says, a little bit different tonight. Um, a group just got back this morning uh, from Costa Rica, uh, and while it was fresh on my mind, I asked if I could do the report tonight, because uh, knowing me, I'll forget, I'll forget something if I don't do it right away. So it worked out that we're doing it tonight. Uh, so I'm going to show you some pictures uh, of the trip. I'm going to explain what we did, where we went, uh, the people we met, the things that we engaged in as a group. Uh, I want to share with you the blessings that, that, that I've personally seen, uh, share some things with you uh, that other group members said uh, about this trip and what it meant to them. Uh, and at the end of this, I'm going to extend an invitation uh, and, and make sure that, that God's saving message is delivered to you tonight. Uh, and if you have a need in your life, uh, that will be an opportunity that you can come and we can pray with you and encourage you. Uh, if you choose to put on Christ in baptism or you want to study more, this will be an opportunity for you to do that. So when we, when we decided that we were going to do this, uh, we didn't really know, again, how many people were going to sign up. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the sheet got, they got, got signed up from Highland Heights. We had 18 total uh, respond to this call. In Matthew chapter 28, 19 and 20, Jesus says, Go therefore and uh, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And that's what 18 of, of the members here at Highland Heights decided to do, was to go to Costa Rica with the Yes to Latin American Mission team uh, and deliver the, the, the message to them, God's saving message to them. And so when we decided that we were going to do this, uh, they did do the itinerary, and I'm going to walk you through pretty much what we did on this trip uh, here to start off and give you an idea of, of how it went. So we left here Thursday night, and last Thursday night, and we drove to Atlanta, uh, got in a hotel, got up Saturday early, um, and something that we learned as a team, uh, me, Ken, and Ashley, was patience. Uh, we, we didn't know that there wasn't a place to park the church bus, uh, and so we, we swung into the terminal, and all the kids jumped off with uh, Becky and Jeremy and a couple of the other adults, and we threw the luggage out in the terminal thing. I mean, I'm talking we were coming down to the wire. Kids were running through immigration <laughs> and customs, and I said, oh, this is a great kickoff to the start. Um, then me, Ashley, and, uh, and Ken drove around for, what, an hour, over an hour, trying to find a place to park this bus, and uh, finally we, we found a place back at the hotel we stayed at, and uh, they, they dropped me back off at the terminal so I can catch up with the group, and they were behind me trying to find the truck to park, and it was, it was fun. Uh, but, but we learned, we learned patience for sure on that one. <laughs> so, but we, we, we decided, we're like, okay, well, we're flying into San Jose, and then we're going to take a bus to where we stayed for the week, where, uh, is, uh, where the arrow ends in Upala. And so they told us three and a half, four hour bus ride. Um, and this, you know, of course, these buses aren't like, uh, our standard tour buses. They were, they were very small and, and cramped and tight. And uh, on the way down there, it took us uh, right at eight hours to get there, wasn't it? Right at eight hours. Uh, and so, you know, you, it's no one's fault. You know, you just you hit traffic and you can't help it. And so um, a lot of construction going on, a lot of things. We saw a lot of monkeys on the side of the road and swinging in the trees. Of course, you know, they want to swing the bus over so us gringos can see the monkeys. And um, we saw a sloth. Um, we were driving down the road and half asleep and the bus locks up its brakes and pulls over real fast and he goes there's a sloth we're like where do you see a sloth 
And so he gets, he gets off the bus, and we walk through these people's backyard, and we're back by this little river, and he goes, look, and I still don't see the sloth. And, everyone, and, and the bus driver said, no, he's right there. He's right, of course. Number one, if you've ever seen Zootopia, the movie, they lied to us. Sloths are not as slow as they seem to say, because that joker started moving, and he was moving pretty quick. But um, they, they decided, okay, well, or we looked at the sloth, and we were watching it, and it moved for a while, and, and it was like posing for us. Like, I thought we were being set up. Like, I thought maybe, like, this was like a tourist attraction, you know, but it wasn't. It was some person's, you know, backyard, but it was pretty cool. We got to see that. Uh, we got to Upala, and when we flew, oh, that was, sorry, I skipped a slide, but that's okay. This was us at the airport. So this gentleman that, uh, here with me and Chris, when we were at the terminal, he came up to us. Of course, we all got these, these mission shirts on, so he came up to us, and he said, what are you guys doing here? And uh, I was trying to remember what they told us to say, because, you know, in immigration, I, you can't say you're there to spread the gospel, so I was like, uh, tourism, you know, <laughs> but... Uh, I didn't know who he was. He came up looking pretty mean to me, but uh, bald-headed guys, you know, they got that look. But he came up, and he said, uh, I'm a preacher there in, in Costa Rica, and let me, he shared this with us, the good food that was there and what we needed to see, and it was really cool to meet him and hear his experience. Um, we all got to get there to the airport. We all got cocked, cocked, uh, set up with one another. This was a group from Riverbend Church of Christ down in Riverbend, Georgia, uh, they, they were the ones that we met up with. Uh, that's not all of them. That was some of them. Uh, some of them are in these pictures. But they went ahead and we got to introduce them and, and work together as a team to, to spread the gospel. Uh, we were all on the same flight. We just met there at Atlanta. When we got to Upala, we got off and there was the, these, these railways that we had to get on, or we had to, we had to stand in. Um, and so... We all stood there, and, and people coming by, and, you know, I'm used, to, I'm used to Nashville. And I saw these nice buses drive by, and these nice luggage carts come by, and I, I started picking up my suitcase. I thought for sure, certainly this is us, and they pass us up. And then I, I see another one come, and I'm like, yep, Mercedes bus, here we go. And I saw it, boom, pass us up. And so uh, you can kind of see how tight our bus was from this picture. Um, this was how we traveled all throughout the area. Um, and and it, was, it was real tight in there. At least it was air conditioning, it was nice. But um, these, these were the setups that we had. I have another picture. When we got to uh, San Jose, we went ahead and went into the, the mall there. And the mall is just like if you were to go to Opryland, in my opinion. Uh, the mall there was no different. I, everyone was asking me, what did you eat? What did you, where was the shops like? You can see Forever 21 in the picture. Uh, I mean, they had the same stores we had. Um, and, of course, this is in San Jose, the major city there. Um, something that threw me out that I, I took a picture of was this McDonald's kiosk. There was no one there, and I, don't know, I couldn't read Spanish at this point. I started my Spanish training, what, Maddie, day four? So day four, I downloaded the app. I said, this is it. I'm done. i got to learn how to speak this language. So um, I didn't know what it was, but um, they had, like, frappes and things, a uh, little kiosk thing. It threw me off. Uh, this is just a mall I, I was showing you, but this is the food court we went to, and you can see the restaurants. Uh, same thing we had pretty much. You had uh, KFC, Burger King, Papa John's, all that good stuff, Quiznos and Pizza Hut. And I thought it said Chick-fil-A, but it says Chicken King. I didn't try it. I didn't know what it was, but you can see it there on the end. But they kind of had the same symbols. So I didn't know if that was a, a different brand. But um, 
I took a receipt of my meal. This was at Pizza Hut, just to kind of show you the difference. Uh, I got a, a pepperoni box and a Coke Zero, and it was 1,118 uh, colones and 60 cents. And so I don't know what that translates to us. I think it was like 10 bucks. But something, I, when they told me my total before I actually did the math in my head, I'm like, I'm going broke on this trip. <laughs> I was like, man, all I want is a pizza. But um, I understood the... Once we all downloaded the currency, it changed after it made sense. But uh, these were the views. There was a lot of, uh, how many were there? Three of them we passed? Active volcanoes? Uh, yeah, three of them uh, that, that we got to see and pass. And I got some better pictures coming up, but this was one of them. Uh, this was outside the city mall. When's the last time you saw a Radio Shack? I took the picture because <laughs> I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I haven't seen these since I was a kid, but um, that was thriving there. This was a luggage cart that picked their stuff up. So. You talk about having faith, but we, that he showed up and threw everything in there, and I said, we're not going to have luggage when we get to you probably guys. <laughs> One bump, and this, is, this stuff's gone. Uh, but they did a phenomenal job getting our stuff loaded up for us and, and transferred over there. Um, these are just a couple random pictures just as we were driving the eight-hour trek to uh, Upala, different things that we saw, uh, we snapped pictures of. The one on the... Let me see where y'all are sitting. The one on the left is... Uh, just the scenery kind of that we were, uh, as I was saying, these are the monkeys on the other side that we stopped and saw up in the trees. It was pretty cool to see. Um, I guess the lighting's not the best, but they're up there in the, in the tree. Uh, and it was pretty cool. Something that I, I, I didn't understand because as I was, was, we were driving, there was these ropes that would go across the highway with like a ladder. And I asked, I asked my driver, I said, what are these ladders going across the road? He said, for the monkeys. And so they put these, these ladder ropes up across the highway so the monkeys can swing across and not get hit. So it was, it was pretty cool. But, um, yes, yeah, so we got to see them. Uh, just some of the scenery I was going to show you um, that we got to see the Pacific here uh, as we were coming on through. We got to the hotel there in uh, San Jose the first night. Uh, and I was just going to show you kind of this is walking into the main lobby area. This was the, the pool in the courtyard area. Something about Costa Rica that blew my mind was their uh, flowers and their plants. And their, they, they, they have the most beautiful uh, greenery and sceneries I've ever seen. Uh, everything that we saw was just gorgeous. And so uh, I took some pictures of some of that, that just kind of get an idea. Um, everyone says, what does it look like where you stay? This was it. This was the room. And pretty much it looked the same when we went to uh, Upala. Some of the rooms were a little bit different, but standardly, I mean, you had a bed and just like, you know, this picture here. So uh, I didn't complain. The only thing I complained about was when we left in the morning, they come through and turn off our AC. You know, so when you get back, you got to crank that joker back up. They try to conserve electricity, but I said, I'll, I'll pay for the extra electricity to keep it on. <laughs> you know, it was hot, but um, th this is what they, this is kind of what the rooms look like. Um, so this, is, this was us starting to make our trek. Uh, there's an app that we all, from everyone that was on the trip, it's called Photo Circle, and there was 1,200 pictures on there trying for me to try to go through. Everyone uploads their own pictures throughout the trip, uh, and if you're not in the picture, I'll give you the link, and you can go find yourself in the picture. But there, I tried to get all of our kids and everyone that was from our group in this slide uh, show, but um, if I miss someone, I'm, I'm really sorry. I was trying to go through them all. Um, but, you know, you tell the youngins, don't touch the animals. <laughs> and what do we do when we first get off the bus, John? 
oh, look, a dog, you know. I'm like, son, did you get your rabies shot or tetanus or whatever, you know, but they were all good. They were, they were cool dogs. And uh, so we, these were the buses kind of you can see in the background that we, that we were able to take. Um, this was us as we were driving. So we were on the one bus. Uh, we had a bunch of different groups together. The other bus that we were right behind, you can see Abby, Maddie, Austin, and I don't know who that, Gideon maybe. But um, something that, that really I had an issue with was when in, in Costa Rica, and I noticed in Honduras when we went, but really in Costa Rica, uh, I don't know how there's more deaths each day driving. Like it, it really blows my mind because they, when I tell you, you couldn't fit a credit card between the bumper to bumper, and somehow a guy on a motorcycle zooms between us and goes in between semis, and I mean, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. And, um, and they, they, they just, but when I got back to the States, I got in the church bus. <laughs> I got back in the church bus, and I'm zooming, and, and I, I caught myself getting right up on the guy in front of me. Like, I, I didn't, like, unintentionally, I was like, and, and I, I looked at Ashley, I was like, dude, we're not in Costa Rica no more. What am I doing? And I had to back off, you know, and I'm waiting for a motorcycle to zoom in front of me. It was, but they drive crazy over there. I don't know how they stay alive, but um, they do. They, they, it's wild. If you ever go, you'll, you'll know what I mean. They, they don't know how to, well, they, they drive. They drive better than us, but they're brave. They are some brave people. Um, this is kind of the food. This was our breakfast in the morning uh, there at the hotel. Uh, you can ask me what I ate. I couldn't tell you, you know. Uh, I don't really, I know that, they said that the piece was bread, but it was like styrofoam. I, I don't know what, what that was. Um, we had some scrambled eggs, rice and beans, a piece of ham, and then I think it was bologna. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't want to ask. But it was good. It was all good. But kind of uh, the breakfast meal that we had, what did you say? Was it bologna? Oh, plantain. Oh, plantain was good. Yeah, that was real good. Yeah, but the meat, I, don't, I didn't ask. I just ate it. We got to the church building uh, when we arrived there, um, got set up. This was the outside of the church. I have another picture of the church here in a minute, but this is just give you an idea. If your kids came back with dirty shoes, it ain't their fault. I can vouch for it. Uh, it, they, it was, it rained all day. It, I mean, not all day, but I mean every day it rained pretty much. And they don't have gravel and asphalt like us. And so you're walking through, um, as you can tell, everything. So... Uh, and that's actually a, not the best picture for that, but there's some in here. You'll see the mud. This was inside the church building that we stayed at throughout the week. Um, there, was, there was a lot. We, we would have to, as the week went on, we would have to get more chairs and set more chairs up. And it would start off with maybe like 30 kids from the community. The last day we had 80 kids from the community. Um, it was just people were piling in. Uh, there was no room in there because they would, they would set up these, these tables and there'd be, while they're preaching, they'd be having Bible studies going on. People would be out and outside having studies while stuff was going on. It was nonstop. And, um, you, from the, I'm standing in the back of the church here, but there was more stuff going on behind me that I couldn't get a full picture of. But uh, really cool to experience and see. Something, I, I'm not going to explain it now because I'll end up getting emotional, but any picture you see of Nolan, you're going to see this little girl with him. Uh, and when, when, I won't even get into I'll tell you guys about that in a minute. But um, this little girl was always with Nolan. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of baptisms, there was tw uh, 12 total. But uh, I tried to add some pictures as I went through and make sure I, I, I got some of them in there. You can kind of see what happens when it rains. It got muddy. 
Um, this was all of us waiting for another baptism to take place. Um, again, no one helping uh, Lisa get, get over the water. This couple here was studying. They were living together and they weren't married and the, the local preacher was telling them what God commands. But their the average monthly salary, U.S. dollars, they said was 150 to 350 U.S. dollars per. To get married, it's 150 dollars U.S. So it was difficult to, you know, anyone can understand a fork of 150 to get married. Um, but it was arranged to where this couple wanted to obey the gospel, uh, and it was it was here's the money, get married, uh, and so. After church, they said, hey, be back at 4 o'clock. We're going to have a wedding. Uh, and it was like that. Uh, and so this was that couple. Uh, actually, on the same day, they got baptized, didn't they? That morning. So that morning, they got baptized. That afternoon, they got married. <laughs> uh, and it was, it was boom, boom, boom. But uh, it was just different, you know, because you do the invitation song. Or you're getting ready for, excuse me, you're getting ready for church. And a bride's coming down the aisle. And they do their wedding ceremony, and then they walk out. Everyone claps and has cake, and then, all right, let's, let's get into service. You know, it was just very, it wasn't like here, uh, obviously, but um, something that I thought was really cool that I snapped a picture of. This is one of our elders, Ken, uh, on, on, on the left, and then our, one of the translators, a local preacher. And then this, this lady is holding a baby five days old. Uh, you know, they, when the, it, it was five days, correct? I'm not mistaken. Yeah, five days. I mean, that blew my mind to be at a church in five days. But she, they brought the baby up. Ken said a prayer over this this mom and child. She was a single mother, um, but they basically wanted they they brought the baby to introduce the baby to the church and to present its name to the congregation. Um, it was it was it was pretty pretty. Well, I just thought it was a unique thing. I never seen seen something like that. So that was cool to do. They, uh, Ken was able to say a prayer over, over that uh, child, you know, just to be raised in, in the church and things like that and learn and grow and be with his mom. And it was really, really cool to experience that. Uh, Sunday morning, I was able to deliver the, uh, the message, um, and, and I threw off my translator. You know, so I, you get up there and you say, good morning, and then the translator say, buenos dias, you know. So I was like, I'm going to mess with this joker. So I got up there and I said, good morning, church in Spanish. And, and he stood there. I said, okay, it's your turn. <laughs> and he, he was all thrown off. He didn't know, he didn't know. Uh, but I stayed up all night to learn how to say good morning church in Spanish just to do that. So, uh, but but uh, it was cool to, to present the gospel over there. Uh, each one of our kids, uh, of, our, of our boys, well, the ladies worked with VBS, but the boys did something in service. It was really cool to see that. Uh, immediately after church, uh, the... We were, we were uh, fed, and we went right, right to work. And so VBS kicked off right away. The ladies uh, of the other congregation, some of ours, jumped into VBS right away. Um, kids started coming, and then they split us up into nine different teams. You had a team leader, a translator, female, and a male. Uh, some were, you had those essentials for each team, but some had more males or females, whatever it caused for. And we went out door knocking right away and started right after the services, right at it, until the wedding that day. We went right into two different uh, activities, uh, and then right back into the wedding and then church, and it was boom, boom, boom. We got back late that night. Um, this was the VBS that day. Uh, you can see um, these kids, these kids just wanted to learn. They, they uh, uh, you know, 
they they were crying one day because they missed they missed something. I don't remember exactly what it was. One of the VBSs, but um, they they wanted to be they wanted to be there. Um, approve? Okay. I had to get approval before I post any pictures up here. <laughs> you know. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So this was. Uh, I'm just going to go through these. These were kind of just us going through the week. Um, we were on the bus. Uh, heading out. These were kind of the, the study sessions, that we, uh, the, the Bible studies that we had. The first day um, I had on my team, it was me, a translator, Maddie, Abby, and John. Uh, and so the first day um, I, I told them, I want you to watch how, how we do this uh, and, and watch how uh, we conduct a study, how we word, you know, the introduction or, or how we get in the door, things like that. Uh, I said, because tomorrow you're doing it. And so uh, they, they took over and they did a phenomenal job uh, just, just going right into it. Of course, we were there right with them to, to help them. But just to see our young people um, wanting to, to do this and to learn these skills. This was a foundation that, that, that they, they, learned, they learned how to do this. This was something that they can use and that they can help them to grow uh, as, they, as they grow in the church and, and, and helping with our VBS and our door knocking skills and our campaigns or future mission trips. Um, to walk up to a door, and they said something at the banquet the last night. They said, uh, you, you were trained this week how to get out of your comfort zone. Uh, and for me personally, I was trained on how to do this. I went to school to how to do this, and it was uncomfortable for me. Uh, I, I, you know, to knock on someone's door. Actually, you don't knock on a door. You, you walk up and you go, buenas, <laughs> real loud. And, and then they, they I, I don't know what I was saying to them, but they knew what I was saying to them. And they came out, and then you got to be ready because they're coming out saying Spanish. And I told my translator, buddy, what are they saying? Uh, everyone was super nice, invited us in, things of that nature. But um, this was kind of uh, the setup. We went into a place called Monte Cristo, and what it was is it was a, uh, a, a community that there were these kind of houses. Um, I'll show you some pictures of where I took some of our kids that were more uh, it was a little bit, I'll show you here in a minute, but this is Austin Feltz in this picture. He's doing one of the studies. Um, that's the other part of our group. I think that's Jeremy and Brindley and that other side. They were doing a study. Uh, here's Nolan. Um, again, look who's holding on to Nolan's hand. Uh, Lisa. Um, you got Chris and Sarah. Nolan doing a prayer and a study on the other side. Uh, Ashley Johnson uh, doing a prayer there. Just kind of a view of where we were, where we were walking, and the uh, this was the community that we were in. Um, these are just some of the the study groups that we had, uh, different teams. Uh, this was my team plus a couple stragglers. I don't know, but uh, walking. Oh no, we were walking to the store here, so we were going to get some drinks. But still, this was them. Um, a lot of fellowship, a lot of, of growing with one another. Uh, a lot of games. Everyone asked, what happened with this picture? Uh, and so, did you step in the ant pile? Maddie did. So Maddie stepped in the ant pile, handed the shoes to Abby. John was doing some gritty dance or something. I don't know what he was doing. But and that's, all, that's all here and, and wrapped up in a picture. You can kind of see them all uh, on one foot and without shoes on. And so everyone asked me when I posted that on Facebook, what was this? And that's what it was. Couple more. Um, see Nolan with Lisa there uh, doing 
doing the, the, the study. Uh, Cindy there with some children, helping them uh, throughout, throughout the service. Uh, that was another one of my receipts. I just took it so I can remember. That was for two Coke Zeros, so that's 2,400 colones. I don't know. Um, Ashley and, and Chris, they, this was during the studies. Uh, these were our boys uh, partaking in worship. That's Nolan uh, on the one side, John on the other side. Uh, and, and what's really cool is they got to experience how to do something with a translator. And, and, and it's something that you don't think about all the time, uh, that, that experience. But when, when you get up there to deliver a sermon or to sing a song or, to, uh, or to, to pray or to do anything, and you have to stop and let them say something, it's, it's hard because Spanish words don't translate like American words. So you've got to be very careful how you say certain phrases. Because uh, like even when I was preaching, I would say a point. And the translator would just stand there and go, what would you just say? You know? And, and uh, I'd have to try to word it differently so that he could understand. And then he'd say, oh, I got it now. Okay. And, and so, but it's good for these young people to experience that. Uh, VBS had translators, and it was good for them to, to, uh, to, to learn how to do that. It's going to help them throughout this life. Uh, these were our teams uh, with some of the locals. And then with a lot of our, uh, there's Austin and, and uh, Jewel and, and Judy there. Um, these were some of the studies. Uh, there's Cindy on the, on the one side doing, doing some things with the kids. I'm going to run through these just really quick just so you can get an idea. This was another study that my group had. Um, this study started, we, we knocked on the door and we sat down, and she, she was all about it. She wanted to really, uh, and, and I, I read Acts 22.16 with her, and, I, and this was after some, some, some serious studying with her, and I said, just as a question was asked, what, what are you waiting for? Rise me baptized. I said, what, what are you waiting for to obey the commandments? She said, nothing. Let's do it. Well, at that moment, her, was it her dad or husband? I don't know what he was. But he walked in and he said, tell her to read this. And he started arguing, wanting, you know, trying to, trying to, you know. And so then the study shifted to him. And it was good to see them experience how that works. Because in one moment, we had a, a, a lady who was ready to obey the gospel, but in a blink of an eye, you know, the Bible says be ready to give an answer, and sometimes you don't fully understand how that, how that transpires into the, into the world, but when, when, when I got these, these young people got to see where someone's at baptism, and then right away we're going back to refuting a denomination. We're going back to, to teaching this man about, about uh, what he needs to do and why he's wrong, uh, not why he's disobeying God, uh, rather, then we went back the next day, and now it was this, this lady and her childhood best friend. And so we sat down, and we started studying with them. Uh, and and it, just, it just kept going from there, and they were very eager to learn what the gospel was, what was about. They were very eager. Uh, and, and even at the end of the, the study with either the husband or the, the dad, I don't know who he was, um, he was even like, oh, never heard this. And so... It really, it really was good, to, uh, in my opinion, to, to let them see how that, how that works in, in real life type deal. Every night we would pick up the kids in the community. Um, we would have to make multiple trips to, to get all these kids home. Uh, and so we'd get them on the bus and, you know, we, we'd go drop them off. And they would pile in this bus like sardines and we would get them where they had to go. And it wasn't that far. Uh, but it was nice. Here's Austin leading uh, in worship, one of the studies that I had um, with my translator. I want to share with you this man's house. And, and I, don't, I don't do this to, um, to degrade anybody, and I don't do this to, to uh, but, but sometimes people say, 
what was it like over there? You know, or, and, and, you know, what all did you see? And I wanted to share this because if you didn't go on this trip and you're a young person, I want you to know how blessed you are. So this man, when we walked in, this was his floor. And, and he had a little bit of tile, as you can see there, around his kitchen table. But if you look in the picture right here, that's his kitchen sink. This is his dishes. That's his refrigerator. Um, there was a washer there, but it wasn't hooked up, so I don't know. There was a door right here that led in, but I, 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 don't, I don't know if that's where he slept or not. But sometimes, you know, we, we complain our phone's not charged. We complain that, you know, something as, as silly as that. And then you go to someone like this, and this is this, is this man's house. And uh, I wanted to share that just, again, not to degrade nobody. This man was blessed, and he, he didn't know the difference. But uh, uh, just to ex experience this with the young people, just to say, it's not that bad, you know. We're blessed far beyond uh, anything in the, in that, that we were that we deserve. This was going into that man's house on the left. Um, over there, they have these. Everyone has gates and fences, and so you have to introduce yourself, and then they would choose to unlock the gate or to open up the fence. You know, this was Chris talking to someone through the gate there. Uh, this was one of the roads that we walked down. I don't know how they don't have blown tires every day. Because uh, they've come flying through there, like during the NASCAR 500, on a little motorcycle, and they hit them potholes, and I don't understand how they don't don't blow tires out. Um, I'm gonna run through these real quick. These are just some studies and and some of the houses that we went through, showing you the kids and how they how they uh, uh, are, how our congregation spread the gospel. While we were there. A lot of the kids learned how to do VBS, and they they associate with VBS here, obviously, but they got to to help with, with teaching the kids, play with them. Uh, you know, you got 80 kids that don't speak your language. It's, it, that's a full-time job. I mean, that, I walked by one time and I looked in there and I saw Maddie and she was kind of like doing one of them numbers like, no, nah, no. Nah. So I went back to the other side, but uh, they, they did good. They were calm, they were collective. They, 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 they did what they were, they were there to do. Um, and, and they were able to, to, to get these kids through their VBS. Uh, and, and in Spanish, you know, those preachers don't go 20 minutes and quit. They go until they just are done. And so the VBS, you know, they may have had an hour worth of material, but they have to figure out how to get, you know, these kids occupied for the rest of the time because the preacher's not done. Uh, these were just some of the baptisms. Uh, this was one of the meals that uh, Ashley ordered this. Y'all may have seen I've never seen this before. They, they literally took this snapper out of the ocean, slapped it in the deep fryer, and threw it on Ashley's plate. Uh, John ate the eyes out of it. <laughs> Just picked the eyes right out, and, and I said, someone's going home, and, uh, and uh, you know, this thing. But I never, I, I, I don't know. I mean, the fish was still talking, I think. I, it was just, it was, it was, I've never seen nothing like that. I mean, it may be something common here in the South. I don't know. I, I wasn't raised here, but I've never seen that put together with a fish together. I just never, and then eat it. Um, that was just a bunch of the fruit that we had uh, that I snapped a picture of. Run through these. Um, this was one of the uh, trans. No, he wasn't. A well, he he, he was kind of translator. He he uh, he was from Texas, but he spoke better English than me. Uh, this was just some of the kids with with some of the locals. Gideon for taking in uh, um, prayer or uh, yeah prayer. Um, this was some of our our team with some of the local children more of the studies in their homes, uh, baptisms that were taking place, uh, more studies, 
and I just want to run through. You can see again Lisa with, with Nolan. Um, this was uh, our group as, as we were, this was more towards the end of the week. Again, we, from the time we left, we were having studies and, and sharing, sharing the gospel, praying with one another. Um, emotional goodbyes, this was the last night. Uh, and so as we would drop the kids off, you know, we would jump out of the bus, run up to the door and hug the parents, uh, hug the kids who we studied with all week. Um, just very, very emotional goodbye. I felt like Michael Jordan for just a moment because the kids wanted me to sign something. Uh, and then Nolan on the other side, they had these paper plates from their, from their VBS. And they walked up and they said, uh, they said, sign. I was like, okay. So I signed my name. And then they said to put my WhatsApp. WhatsApp. I've been calling it WhatsApp app all week. They were laughing at me. I didn't know what it was, but it's WhatsApp. But, uh, you know, what they use over there to communicate with each other. Uh, and so that was just like their souvenir for us being there. Um, and then we had the... Uh... All right, so the results of the Apollo mission, I'm going to get to that. i got to wait. Um, 341 doors were knocked. 276 contacts were made, 85 contact cards. Those were individuals that said, yes, I want a Bible study, but I can't right now. Or they had to go to work or something, 85 of them. 146 Bible studies took place between nine teams. There was 12 baptisms and two restorations. You're there for a week, and you look at 341 doors now. That's, not, that's, that's a little bit of a low number, but something that you need to understand, I want everyone to see, is that with nine teams, we knocked on the door, and we were there for four hours. And then we would go to lunch, and then we'd go back to that house and study again. And then the next day, we'd go to the next house, and we'd be there for two hours. And then we'd go to another house, another two hours, and then lunch. And so the teams were moving, but um, we, 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 we got a lot done in a short amount of time. Uh, and to see this group of people that went from Highland Heights uh, jump in the way they did and work together as a team, and if you said, uh, hey, you're doing the next Bible study, okay. Hey, I need you to do this prayer, okay. And they jumped in, they wanted to learn, and it's encouraging for them to, it was encouraging for me to see these young people go through this and to experience this, because it was, it was something that, that uh, you know, I saw a little bit in Honduras, but I went to Honduras to build a school. Uh, this was my first campaign where I was door knocking. And, and, and seeing this. And this was something that I opened up my eyes completely. Uh, just, it was crazy to me to, to see this. Um, when we left, these were the children that, that made these signs for us. Uh, it says, thank your love that brings you here. Kindness and hugs our kids and us. The last one says, we hope to see you again soon to share again with you. Uh, and they got up there at the end of service and held these signs up for us. And it was... Uh, it was something that completely, uh, you know, it's, it's emotional to, to how excited they were that we were there. Uh, and so I remember being a teenager. I'm going to get emotional. I'm just going to tell you up front. <laughs> but I remember being a teenager. You know, I didn't want to be a dad. I had no desire to have kids. I cared about sports and cared about work, cared about things that were on my side. 
the moment we stepped off that bus, this little girl walked up to Nolan and did not let go. The mom said that her dad, the mom told us that her dad decided, I don't want you as a family no more. I'm going to go be with another family that has other kids. Took the TV out of the house. You may not think it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. There's nothing. Took everything out. Something triggered this little girl when she saw Nolan. And mom said, saw a father figure in Nolan. Reminded, reminded her of her dad when she saw Nolan. And she would not leave his side. Went door knocking with him. Nolan had to take her to VBS and stay with her. No one had to promise, I'll be back in the morning. And to see each one of our kids just, I, I wish you would have experienced it firsthand. But to watch our young people who, you know, no one was supposed to be at a sports college football camp last week and chose to go here. And I'm singling you out, I'm sorry, but get over it. But he chose to go on this trip and, and to watch him take this child and just for the few days we were there to see the smile on this little girl. And I had way more pictures. I had to delete them because she was always wearing his sunglasses, wearing his hat backwards, smiling, you know, on his shoulders, always something sleeping on him. It was, it was always, always with him. You know, and, and, and to see these young people just jump right in, not knowing the culture, not knowing the people, not knowing the, not knowing the, the language that they speak, to jump in and say, this is, this is an emergency. These people need to know about Jesus. One, one of the days, Cindy came up to me and said, we got to get Jewel to the hospital. She's running a fever. So we loaded her up in the car. We rushed her over to the pharmacy, which is like connected to the hospital. And Jewel was crying the whole way. And I'm thinking in my mind, she's just sick. And I said, I said, is she okay? And Jewel said, I'm crying because of Edward. I said, who in the world is Edward? And she said, my one o'clock Bible study. And that was the top priority in that moment over going to get that fever down and getting that. And it was just dehydration, thank goodness. But to, to, to experience that from our youth group was touching. To see that the, the, they, they saw the need. And at the end of the week, we were talking. We got to give these, these at the banquet, we were able to deliver what the week meant to us. And we would get up and we would say, this is what the week meant to us. And all the things were shared, and because of time, I know I'm over, but because of time, I couldn't, I can't tell you everything. But the general theme was, the general theme was, it was, sometimes we say it's easier in a foreign country, but we use it as a crutch. Because the Bible says, go therefore and make disciples, but it doesn't say go therefore overseas to do this. Now it's phenomenal and it's great for them to experience this. 
and it's great and phenomenal for them to, 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 to learn about how to do this overseas. But as we talked about all week, the biggest mission field we have is right here in Lebanon, Tennessee. And when we take this fire that we have within us and we learned what we need to do and we know what we need to teach people, where Jesus says, you have got to hear what I have got to say. In Romans 10, 17, Jesus says, for faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And when, 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 G, when, when this was written, he said, if you want to have the faith that can move mountains, if you want to believe in my saving message, you have got to hear willingly what I am about to teach you and what I have written and led for you. And he says, and when you believe this, you have to confess it before men. And, and in Matthew chapter 10, 32 and 33, he says, Whoever therefore confesses me before men, him will I also confess before my fathers in heaven. And whoever denies me before men, him will I deny also. And so by that faith, or by hearing, producing this faith and this belief, I am confessing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God before men. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I'm making this confession. And I'm, I understand in Romans 3.23, he tells me, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and I'm not perfect. There's only one perfect person. And that's who we're striving to be like. And so if I have sinned and come short of what God called me to be, I have to repent of those sins. And in Luke 13, 3, he says, I tell you, neighbor, unless you repent, you shall likewise perish. This is a requirement. In Acts chapter 2, verse 37 and 38, they asked a question. They were pricked in the heart, the scripture says. They said, what do we have to do? Jesus gave his life. We heard this, what do I have to do to receive eternal life? He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Father, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Peter 3.21, he says, a like figure whereunto baptism does also now save you. It's not the putting away the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God. I am going into the waters of baptism, and I'm rising again a new creature to have my past washed away. I'm coming out of the waters a new man, a changed person, a clean slate. Revelation 2.10, be faithful until death. Keep fighting the fight. Finish the course. Finish the race that's set before you. And I will give unto you the crown of life. And this, at the end of this life, whenever that is, there's a choice. And the choice is to be made right now. The day of salvation is today. The first choice is that you can spend eternity in heaven with him as he's promised. And it's your decision. It's your gift to be received. By obeying the commandments we just discussed, you can say, I want to become a Christian. I want to be baptized into Christ. I want to put his name on. I want to have my sins washed away. I'm going to live faithfully until death, as he says. And at the end of this day, I want to hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. And we can do that. And if I choose to neglect this, if I choose to let this gift just go on the wayside, if I choose to not accept it, the scripture says at the end of this life, we're going to hear, depart from me. I don't know who you are. The saddest day, the saddest day in any of our lives will be the day that we choose to not obey the gospel and to hear those words, depart from me, because it's too late. The decision tonight is on your plate. It's on your shoulders. You have a decision to make. If you are here and you are not a child of God, the invitation is open. It is here and it's ready for you to, 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 to receive it and to accept it. And to say, Lord, I, I've, I've sinned. I've come short of what you called me to be. I want to have my sins washed away. I want to come out of them waters a new creature and I want to live my life for you.
If you're here tonight and you say, you know what, I'm a child of God, I've, I've been a Christian, I've obeyed the commandments, but my fire's been out, I haven't lived the life that I need to live, I haven't been the, the soldier of the cross that I need to be, I want to rededicate my life, my, my life to Christ, or I want, I want to tell the congregation to pray for me on something that's on my heart, we can do that for you tonight. And tonight is the night that this gift is opened. And we're not promised tomorrow. In James chapter 4, verse 13 and 14, he asks the question, he says, what is your life? He doesn't say, what is Highland Heights life? He doesn't say, what is Lebanon's life? He says, what is your life? Personal question. For you are a vapor that appears here for a short time and then you vanish away. And just like that, our life can be gone. And I can promise you, when your life is gone, you will give an answer. And you're either going to hear, well done, or depart from me. And the choice is yours. And if we can help you tonight, let it be known. Let's get where we stand. And while we sing.